0: The shot. Creative, creative
1: Review. You're listening to people who are excited about the name of a podcast. The <laughs> creative Review. Sponsored by Hobson's. Steve yep, that's me, and we're celebrating the festive season and a whole year of podcasts by inviting some great guests from 2010 back for drinks and promos. Drinks and promos, everybody. Yay! All your favourite earshot contributors are here And the ones you hate as well (laughs) And it's great to have the boys and girls from Hobsons with us We mention them in every podcast And now, for the first time, we get to say hello Hello Hello, Hobsons So we'll be chatting to uh, Jonathan from Hobsons in a little bit Also with us, Joe Thomas from Absolute Radio Hello David Couch from Maple Street Studios Best of greetings James Cridland uh, hello, do I, do I not get where I'm from? Radio futurologist <laughs> James Cridland James Cridland from Media UK, hello <laughs> Also we've got Chris Nicol here from WizFX Hi And Global Hmm <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there's a choice of edits there <laughs> And James Dodds here from the mighty BBC Ho 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 Welcome <laughs> And uh, I want to say hi also to and and thanks to Kerry McCarthy and Jim Bowman, both of whom have sent in audio uh, for today's programme but couldn't be here for various reasons of being overworked or stuck in snow.
2: Great radio production
1: and
0: the people who make it. Tosses The
3: Earshot Creative (laughs) Review,
0: sponsored by Hobson's.
1: So what we're going to do in this podcast special edition is just play our favourite production audio from the year and let's start with the Radio Academy Promotions and Marketing winner of the year, which is Absolute Radio, and Joe Thomas is here. Pretty exciting, isn't it, being part of that?
0: It's great, mate. Yeah, after being there for three months, I can claim all the glory.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just to be clear, you're doing breakfast, is that right?
0: Yeah, I'd started um, about three months ago in imaging, but now I've been moved to breakfast. Well, what, what
1: did you do wrong?
0: I, I don't know. Hopefully it was something right. <laughs> Hopefully. And okay. you, yeah, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
1: And do you get to spend any time on some editing software, doing
0: some production? Yeah, uh, Breakfast promos every day, as well as a lot of s and stuff as well.
1: Brilliant. And what's your favourite piece of audio from the year you want to play for us now?
0: Um, well, I've brought two. I know, that will be greedy. Um, the first one, uh, it, which is, I'd love to claim the glory for, but I didn't. Um, it was made by Lee Price back at Absolute. Um, and I think it's a brilliant way of showing um, a music demo in just a fun, easy, nice way.
2: The sound of one man clapping. The sound of the no-repeat guarantee.
0: I can't believe the news today When September
1: ends Sometimes I
4: feel
5: like...
2: Absolute Radio The no-repeat guarantee. Weekdays between ten and five. Now, the sound of me shutting up. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> James Criddleins here. You're a big fan of Absolute Radio, aren't you?
6: I think that everything that Absolute Radio does is very is very clever. It's very humorous. It's very it's very uh, funny. And I think more more than that, um, they also change it a lot. Um, and there's nothing worse than hearing that same old joke which you've heard five times in the last two hours on some on some uh, stations. Certainly on Absolute. Whenever I tune in, I'm hearing new new and exciting and fresh stuff and stuff that. Genuinely make you laugh.
1: Who else here that actually listens to Absolute out of choice? Okay, James Stodd from the BBC. <laughs> what do you like about the station?
5: Well, I, think I agree with James as well, actually. It's, uh, it's, it's the freshness of ideas, the, uh, the ability to try something different, and uh, not particularly take yourself too seriously. I think that's the the thing I, I love about it. You know, it's uh, it, it does all the things it has to do, but in a, in a in a new way, and it's all it's all pretty simple. You know, they don't they don't. I, I think they get away with, with doing it without all the technology and sort of fancy tools that everyone likes to, to play with. I think if you took all that away, Absolute Radio would still sound pretty much the same. You have to fall back on, on, on,
1: on a good old idea.
5: I th- absolutely, it's, it's certainly ideas driven rather than uh, format driven but uh, they very much reflect a format with their ideas So Joe, when you join that station, that's a lot to live up to
0: Yeah it is, um, but I've come from um, the, a similar sort of crop um, I was at, Last time I was on the podcast, I was at Jack in Oxford um, so we, it's a similar sort of vein of being creative um, in everything you do You know, to put a new spin on any old idea you can
1: And do you just feel that in the building, or do you have to work at that?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, coming from Jack, where there was, you know, how many, 15 people there, and now there's 90 people in the building, Um, but that buzz is still there, the creative buzz with everyone. Um, You know, take any idea, put a new spin on it, put another new spin on it, and then you'll get there.
1: Well, because you've won the uh, top award this year (laughs) in promotions and marketing, we'll give you a a second piece of audio to run, and uh, what's this?
0: We've launched um, numerous different um, uh, digital services this year, but um, there's always room for a classic well made uh, piece of audio uh, I think this proves it
2: we've got a brand new station it's called Absolute Radio 90s and it sounds like this all I ever wanted all I ever needed is you can listen to Absolute Radio 90s at absoluteradio 90scouk Round of applause for Joe
1: and the team at Absolute Radio.
0: The Earshot Creative Review sponsored by Hobsons.
1: David's here from Maple Street Studios. David Couch and you were back on uh, the podcast in, back in uh, August, was it? I remember yes. it was a summer's day, we were outside.
3: Yes, only four months ago we sat outside with sweat running off our foreheads, discussing radio. Slightly different uh, environment now, but nonetheless informed. We should say where we are. Ah uh, yes, we're in the bowels of the Strand Palace Hotel in a uninspiring boardroom. <laughs> But we have liquor and friends, so we're okay. We're making up for it. Yeah, we're making up with it with our friend, Mr. Corona. Thank you. And what kind of year have you had at Maple Street? Uh, well, I've joined Maple Street this year, so I'm into my seventh month of being there. So we're in a building, growing, you know, phase, and it's going really well, actually. It has been a... a as much as I'm not a massive fan of the whole work concept, actually, it's a, it's a really positive environment, and it feels, from a radio point of view, like we are really back on a high And a lot of creative work going on in advertising? Yes. Advertisers aren't necessarily going to radio or to press or to digital. They're going to where the best idea is. So for a while, radio lost out because digital was new and exciting and crazy and people loved it. But at the moment, actually, if you can present the best idea and the most interesting way of doing it, clients are putting their money there. And I think that's making radio. And by radio, I say radio and Spotify and We 7 really upped their game. And, and Absolute Radio, we've been waxing lyrical about them are a great example of that you know we send a brief to absolute radio for for a potential new uh s and idea we might brief global we might brief bauer and we just get back from absolute normally three or four really different interesting ideas that make you think okay can we get away with that yeah that's quite funny so that's great and what's your favorite piece of creative from the year
1: that we're going to hear now
3: Uh, My favourite piece of creative I came across this actually uh, At an awards I was judging And interestingly it must have been played Just on a little radio station somewhere I don't think it actually was broadcast nationally I think in the end it was such a good idea uh, the creatives just really wanted to have a chance to play it uh, it's it's part. It's QuickFit uh, and it's in keeping in line with QuickFit's new strategy, their new positioning lot statement which is you'll be amazed at what we can do and this idea supports that and from a production point of view I think you will be amazed My fellow citizens I've come here today to talk to you
1: about something happening of huge importance. Tires? Yes Tires We must make sure we have correct tire pressure by keeping our tires inflated. Of course, citizens should have the right to access free regular tire inspections. Or, if required, we must ask for change. Tire change. All this quick fit can do. All this quick fit will do. Quick fit. You'll be amazed
3: at what we do. Thank you. I would have loved to have been in the production meeting when the copywriter came down and went... Tell you what, we've just got this idea. We're just going to take everything that Obama's ever said and we're going to edit it together into the script. Fine, good. Thank you very much. Good work.
5: <laughs> I, I was just listening to that, and I remember hearing that before and just thinking with, my, with a BBC head on, how on earth would you get the permission to do that? You, know, in a, in a, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. <laughs> but, well, absolutely. I, I'm always impressed. Actually, you see all these sort of things on, on YouTube where people have done similar sort of things and mm. cut people around to do clever things. And I think, I think actually, I read somewhere yesterday... So someone was uh, sent out on Twitter. You know where, where you should be looking uh, for your your new creatives and your your new your new people to sort of bring these ideas to you. Isn't isn't in the old sort of traditional experience of, of, of radio or agencies? It's the people who are creating this new content just for enjoyment and just for you know creative freedom uh, online. And I'm sure that's the sort of place where you would find that. But it's, it's a brilliant idea, you know. And obviously at the time it was very very current with uh, you know, what was going on in the world as well. And uh, to to have a essentially seeming like he's telling you to go to Quick Fit and not having someone impersonate to do it, but taking stuff from speech. Brilliant idea, yeah, Yeah.
3: Yeah. genius. I read a wee while ago a a quote about from movies people who work in CGI and they said, you know, our work is done if you don't if you don't notice it, i.e., you just have no idea. You know, if you if you realise those trees are false, they haven't done their job. As a everyday punter listening to the radio, where you take totally for granted that these things could happen, you wouldn't think twice about what went into making that but as a group of producers sitting around the table as you said James you just realise the amount of work and effort and cleverness that went into editing that together is quite unbelievable
0: creative
1: and we're going to talk now uh, to uh, Jonathan from Hobson's and we talk about Hobson's in every edition of the podcast but we have yet to hear from anybody at the organisation so Jonathan's kindly come along today
2: Jonathan what, what's your work involved at Hobson's well, I run the studio at Hobson's, so, you know, I basically take care of all the recordings that need to be done and uh, manage the, the clients and make the tea and eat the biscuits. So you're filling in quite happily in a production crowd? Yeah, certainly, yeah. Although, having, I know what I've picked, and uh, creatively, it's not quite as exciting as uh, the quick fit ad. Well, tell us about it. Well, it's more, the reason I picked it was it, it was a sort of planet's aligning of the nice client there's a lovely script there's plenty of time i think you know a lot of the stuff we do tends to be squeezed into too many words for not enough time so there's plenty of space in the commercial lovely voiceover and and yeah you know it's it's great to be doing stuff for the for the legion well let's uh, just name check the client oh it's the british legion and it's the gate worldwide as well who uh who brings the work so thanks to them and who are the voiceovers we're gonna hear in this? The voiceover is only Tim Whitnell. It was a very straightforward job, but he's he's read it very nicely. After the homecoming, after the flag waving, many returning service people are left feeling uncertain about their future. Stand shoulder to shoulder with our heroes and make a donation that could help them for the rest of their lives. Call the Royal British Legion on 08458-395717 or visit britishlegion.org.uk and to show your support don't forget to put on a puppy what makes a great voiceover session for you a great voiceover session is uh, a competent voiceover uh, a nice script that has got plenty of air in it either side a friendly client and uh, yeah you know that's about it i think and what
1: kind of voices do you find your clients are asking for right now
2: increasingly people are, are braver to go with non-traditional voices i get, you know t- 20 years ago it was essentially rp and and that is still continuing to sort of spread out and uh become more and more diverse i notice in
3: voiceover sessions you get two to two types of voiceovers you get s- some that give you a read and then just wait because they want to go out you to either go that's great we're done or can we do it do it again or you get others that you know, give you a read or another read and then go oh, I just want to try that again or, or I think I can do that in a different way or, or let me have another go at that because they themselves are kind of realising maybe two or three or four times into it they kind of get into the groove a bit and they're maybe discovering a slightly different way or the timing or the pacing of it and those kind of voiceovers at themselves want to do it a bit more and just see if I can get another better version out of the script
2: is quite often what leads to the best result yeah i think that's a very good point and actually as well you know it's it's the producer being brave enough yeah. to to let the voiceover uh experiment and yeah. you know not be too demonstrative in that sort of situation so
1: yeah you must see some good direction and some pretty poor direction in your room the full
2: gamut yeah <laughs> the complete spectrum yeah. Which, yeah. Were, any stories yeah. you want to share <laughs> <laughs> very careful what I say (laughs) Well thanks so much and thanks
1: for bringing your audio along. Very welcome
0: The Earshot Creative Review with Hobsons.
1: If you're
2: the kind of producer who likes to start the session with the scripts half written and no idea how to pronounce Lemster then we're the kind of voice artists who won't let anybody ever know (laughs) It's
1: the Earshot Creative Review I'm Steve Martin and we're going to hear a couple of pieces of audio uh, now which have been um, sent in by Kerry McCarthy at BBC Radio 7. Unfortunately Kerry couldn't be with us today. She tells us that she's editing in the studio till 9 o'clock tonight. I suspect there might be a party Christmas involved party. there somewhere. <laughs> uh, but this is um, some work that's been produced for BBC Radio 7 with Kevin Eldon. And Kevin's been presenting the Comedy Club in the evening on BBC 7. And Kevin plus Kerry, plus a guy called Luke Doran, who works at BBC Radio 7, have put together this promo using audio from Kevin's presentation sequences.
3: Hello, I'm Kevin Eldon.
0: Kevin Eldridge. Kevin Eldron. Kevin Eldon. Velvet
3: Black. I'm only joking. My name is, in fact, Kevin Eldon. And next week, I'll be presenting The Comedy Club. And in between fabulous comedy shows, I'll be saying things like this... Achtung! And this... (laughs) And this. Uh-huh. The
0: listener will stand. Me! Terry Wells. Hello. Three, two, one. Wow. My name is Kit finnell So join me from 10 o'clock on Monday night. Till then,
6: toodle pip. <laughs>
1: So that's um, Kevin Eldon, big name from the world of comedy. But what I was particularly interested in was the other audio that was on the end of the file. And this is the stuff that didn't make it to air. (laughs) (laughs) Hello,
0: my name's Kevin Eldon. Two, three, four. Wow. And uh, next week, I'll be presenting the Comedy Club. Uh, such programmes as uh, oh, I don't know,
3: Nebulous,
0: Little Britain, Big Boo, G, Oh, it'll be live, of course. Eh? That means there may be mistakes.
1: Who's gone into the studio without a script Just with a talented performer And just hope to cook something up James
5: Actually uh, yes, you wouldn't have expected it but um, one of the uh, creative routes we ended up using for the uh, one of the executions of BBC3's um, Composers of the Year campaign which um, you may remember the TV trail which was uh, someone in a, a stressful situation and there was a red carpet or red spot on the floor and when they stepped into it you heard classical music and when they stepped out it was the hubbub of a station or whatever and um, a couple of these executions it, it was really built around Sound. So we had a soundscape built of uh, a station and station noises And slowly that transformed into a beautiful piece of classical music The script for that was pretty much uh, We got a voiceover in and said Just imagine you're in this situation And just tell me what you can see and they just came up with words, you know, ducks, flowers, children, people. And we literally just, just used the best, best reactions. We sort of had ideas, but they didn't really work on paper. So uh, we, we hadn't quite finalised. We, we had a rough, rough idea, but it was very much being quite brave and trying to do that in a, in a, in a different way. And it, and it worked really well because they sort of built from one to another and they sort of just faded out in, into the music. So uh, I think that's the f- first time I've ever done that. And it was pretty stressful because uh, we didn't know until the voiceovers session and afterwards whether we'd actually got anything that was going to work it's, it's, it's something I wouldn't necessarily want to do every day but I think for, for a station like BBC Radio 7 you know I think you can get away with that sort of yeah. thing sometimes yeah.
1: who wants to hear another piece of Kevin Eldon improv
3: yes, please. well Alex Horn has been uh, apparently trying to introduce some kind of music to his presentership of the comedy club well I- I'll always rise to a challenge my name is Kevin Eldon and all I can say to you is hey everybody don't go down the pub drink all alone to the comedy club I'll be presenting from Monday at 10 to tune in and I'll see you <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> James let's stick with you and hear some of the audio that you've brought along of your, your own
5: work well actually the, the, I've bought two pieces all along, I don't know if you want to play two, okay um, i bought two pieces along, First, the first piece is nothing to do with me at all but it's something uh, that's come out of the uh, Cross Trails team um, and it was uh, one of the many uh, executions of uh, creative that uh, they came up with for um, the launch of the new Doctor Who um which was um Written and uh, produced by Michaela Hallam at the Cross Trails team. And uh, what was different about this, uh, certainly this, the launch series of promotions, were every execution was individually tailored to the programs and the networks that it was running on. So there was, there was, a, there was a big script which sort of had the, the idea and, and the lines recorded, but there were lots of lines recorded for specific programs and for specific situations on specific networks. So, for instance, there was, uh, the idea of this was that the doctor would crash. Into programming, So maybe there'd be a, a travel bulletin on 5 Live and uh, the travel bulletin would finish, a trail for Formula One would start and then Doctor Who would crash into it. Just okay. like the TARDIS Absolutely. crashes into a Absolutely. nondescript scene. And uh, he'd, he'd wonder where he was and he'd talk about where he was and, oh, I could do with some travel news. Oh, I think I've missed that. Where am I? Oh, I must be on 5 Live. And th- the, the amount of preparation and negotiation that was required with individual show producers and networks to make this happen was immense and then they had to uh, take a, a recording truck down to an RAF base in, uh, in South Wales to record with Matt Smith um, on location, basically, and get all of this done and then create all these individual executions. I can't remember the number of executions, but there was a good 20 to 30 executions that ran across different networks. And, this is an, and actually, the, the brilliant thing about it is he doesn't actually... At the end, there's no voiceover saying when Doctor Who is coming back, he mentions the day but it's all quite subtle and then it was followed up with a lot of editorial and then standard TV trails and sort of appointment to view things for the second and third weeks, Uh, but this particular execution was uh, when he crashed into uh, one of Chris Moyle's leaks The Chris Moyle Show on BBC Radio 1
4: Still falling. Talk about crashing
0: through the stars. Ouch. Gotta think. Who am I? Who am I? Come on. I know this. There's the TARDIS. So I'm the doctor. Yes. The doctor. Where am I? Ooh. It looks like a radio station. BBC Radio 1.
2: Am I meant to be here?
0: I don't think so. Not yet. It's not Saturday. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Ah.
3: I think that's really... I've never heard that before, actually. And, you know, for a long time we hear people talk about how well the BBC cross promote using their television to promote their radio. But actually it's one of the few times and probably the best example I've heard of the BBC using their radio to promote their television. And I think that's... there. Uh, yeah. I really like the subtlety of that. I think it's fantastic.
1: James Quidland.
6: And then some people say why don 't commercial radio do that?" and the reason is because it 's illegal because commercial radio can 't do that <laughs> uh, so it, it is brilliant it is brilliant and it's the the thing that uh, it 's the thing that the, the the BBC is very good at doing um, really leveraging some of the real benefits that that organization has um, and it's a real it 's a real shame that commercial radio actually can 't innovate in that way and is prohibited by law to innovate in that way.
3: What's quite funny is hearing you, James, say the amount of internal negotiation at the BBC that made that happen. Whereby, if Global Radio had wanted to do that, Ashley or Richard Park would have gone. We'll just do this, and it would have happened instantly within five minutes on all these radio stations.
5: <laughs> yeah, and I think there's a there's a difference between why why that happens. You know, the, the BBC has has those layers of uh, negotiation, and you know, individual producers and individual networks, and everything that's you know, particularly in that campaign. Uh, you know, has to be. S- signed off to work you know with the station sound of that particular network also to fit within different places you have to check you know with so many people you know the engineers that the sounds aren't going to cause the transmitters to going to emergency mode or whatever and also there's television marketing people and it, I, I, sometimes you know maybe it's overthought but actually I think you know that's what you know you expect the BBC to, to do you know. <laughs> <laughs> no sorry I'll say that again <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's, it's done for a reason to make sure you know the result is, uh, is, is um, as creatively sound as it yeah. can be I should also just mention that was uh, produced in the studio by Dan Snaith another former guest of yours
1: but that is the dynamic of a large organisation isn't it and I I guess if you've got a really powerful idea then that's the thing that will help you sell it through
5: Definitely, and I, and I think it was a it was a simple idea. You know, Doctor Who and his TARDIS crash into programming, and you know, th- then it's just where and when. You know, on Chris Moyle's show, it was in a segue there. But, you know, they crashed into one of uh, the tedious links on the Chris Moore show. So, it, and you know, they crashed into Paul O'Grady's show, and he commented about it as well. So, the actual amount of buy-in that you got from the from the presenters and the actual and, and you know, the additional, you know, sort of coverage that uh, got the program was, was immeasurable.
1: For some reason, I don't know. Quite why uh, we're going to let you play another piece.
5: <laughs> well, I thought I'd br- I would try and bring one of mine. It was a, si- it, was a, it, was a it was a simple idea. I was uh, I was uh, given the task of. Uh creating some uh, audio to uh, promote the first night of the proms on uh, Radio 3 and Radio 4, um, or the trails were running on Radio 3 and Radio 4, and there was a very visual TV idea, which you may remember, which was lots of people painting a canvas, which the camera pulled back, and it was the the, lo- the logo and the Albert Hall in in colour, and it was very... You know, very difficult to translate that into a radio idea so we actually just took the, I- took the decision to uh, revisit a creative idea that had run on the radio for the past couple of years which was take individual notes from a piece of music and build it into uh, the final piece of classical music so it's, the, the line for the campaign was catch every note to the BBC proms it was simple as that. You had a few notes; they built into the piece, and we worked with uh, a creative, uh, some creative producers at Adelphi Music, uh, who do a lot of music for advertising, um, to sort of blend these two pieces of music together. <laughs>
2: every note. The BBC Proms start this Friday night at 8 o'clock on BBC 2 and BBC Radio 3.
1: James store that's nice. Yes, thank you. It's a back-to-back James segue now. James Cridland is with us. And James, you've brought along something that's also related to the Proms.
6: Indeed, it's a, ba- it's a back-to-back Proms segue as well. Um, this is uh, something that I heard in the summer on the BBC World Service. The World's Greatest Classical Music Festival... From piano concertos,
0: to Viennese waltzes, from choral symphonies, to Broadway musicals, orchestral favourites,
1: and music from around the world. The greatest performers, the greatest orchestras and the greatest music. The BBC Proms, starting Saturday at 19 and Sunday at 14 GMT on the BBC World Service.
6: I think those two pieces of audio that we've just heard really um, outline what I liked about um, the BBC's coverage overall, which is that um, when you've got something as good as the the... the the BBC proms are, actually really making the most of those across all of your outlets makes a load of sense. So having the BBC proms on uh, many of the World Service outlets, brilliant. Having it obviously on Radio 3, brilliant. Having it on, on the television, on 4, on 2 and on 1. Uh, and also doing a ton of really interesting things uh, online as well. One of the fascinating things around um, online... Is that this year was the first um, the first trial of um, some new uh, high definition sound from the Proms as well? So that if you're lucky enough to have a nice fast internet connection, you would have heard even better sound. And it's just the the incredible range of um, content that that the organisation can pull out of um, what's a really good season of uh, classical music. Um, in a way that in a way that actually you know if you look at some of the things Things that uh, commercial radio does—they don't really grab as much of that kind of multi-platform goodness from some of the things that they end up doing.
1: If you've got something like the Proms in your your stable, surely you have an obligation to to sweat that asset.
6: Yeah, I think you know certainly sweating the asset is important, but I think also working out um, one of one of the things I learned uh, when I worked at the. The BBC about uh, three or four years, uh, two or three years ago. <laughs> um, goodness, it feels like uh, it feels like three or four years ago. Um, is um, is actually how much hard work goes into that? Um, when you're watching the last night of the fr- of the Proms on the television, that is being mixed. Completely Completely differently than the audio that you're that you're hearing on Radio Three. Um, they actually mix the whole thing completely separately because television requires different mixing because of where the cameras are, because of what the camera angles are doing, than on the radio it's it's little hidden away things like that that i had no comprehension of and actually seeing seeing that it's done well it's done obviously expensively um but it's also done uh, it's also done in such a way that actually it does get the most value out of a really important um, musical you know calendar piece for us
1: yeah if you've ever watched an orchestral performance on bbc4 or one of the, the proms concerts When there's a close-up of the oboe the sound engineers pull up the sound of the oboe in the mix but on radio that would never work
6: actually you know on on four no you don't but if (laughs) if it's on two or one then they care enough (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) weird hierarchy of caring (laughs) (laughs) but yes but absolutely And and i think that that and and i think coupled with what both the bbc and absolute radio are doing now in terms of high definition sound in terms of making sure that both the classical proms if i can call them that and the electric proms um had a lot of uh, a lot of hd sound uh to them online uh, absolute radio recently countered that with um four times the amount of bandwidth for their elton john concert recently um to make sure that that sounded um you know brilliant as well and i think that's really good um for those that care, and it is a minority, but for those that really care about audio sound quality, all of a sudden, I think we are seeing a lot of a lot of broadcasters really caring and offering that to the minority that want it in ways that that, that they can actually find find that great you know audio quality. And
1: it sends an important marketing message as well, doesn't it? That you care not just for those who enjoy the difference, but for all listeners.
6: Absolutely, yeah.
3: Plus, I was going to say from a technology point of view, it always starts as the early adopters and the people who really care, but actually it paves the way for what will be happening in the future. And I wanted
1: to add, from a creative production point of view, the piece of audio we've just heard there from the World Service is using a a production technique that perhaps Chris is more suited to popular music radio, beat matching and and fusing and uh, mashing up different tracks together.
4: Yeah, well, it's very interesting to hear that piece. There's a lot of different layers, not just so much that. But I also noticed that unlike definitely in commercial radio, I could hear the breath. when he was speaking and it was actually quite nice because it it adds to the tone of that particular piece which has been played you know and you wouldn't hear that on commercial radio whatsoever. So that, that was quite interesting because you would hear the beat matching, but you wouldn't hear the breath. So we don't breathe in commercial radio. We don't have time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hello. hello.
4: Hello.
2: Hello. 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 Hello.
0: Say hello to hundreds of voice artists who love being part of great radio production at HelloHobsons.com.
2: I'm
1: Steve Martin, and you're listening to the Earshot Creative Review and the Earshot Creative Review HD.
4: Uh, so Chris let's
1: stick with you and uh, what's your audio you brought along here
4: well it's a piece that I think uh, we played on your podcast earlier this year and uh, one of the reasons I really like this piece is uh, further to some discussion earlier about tying in the creative idea uh, I think one of the things I've noticed in this country is there are not a lot of people that are embracing that fact there are definitely a few places but coming from a country like New Zealand where I may be uh, offending some people but arguably a higher uh pickup of ideas and technology than other places I know we're a testing ground for a lot of stuff um we've embraced ideas and using that to sell things so coming here and and seeing that it's not a very prevalent uh you seem a bit time. backward here. Yeah, <laughs> look, you are. Why well, you're, st- yeah, you're still talking about it? That's the problem. You're not doing it. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to meet Joe and, and Sue at Jack FM and, and do some cover production. And, and this is one particular piece where I got to, you know, play around with putting the idea, which Jack is really famous for doing, into something that you could argue was usually quite boring—a like music demonstrator. <laughs>
0: for a moment to tell you fing bullsh piece of crap.
1: <clears throat> sorry as I was saying Mother f- face Um Right, anyway. At Jack FM we've got musical Tourette's letting us play and say Bumps <clears throat>
5: what we want. I remember hearing that last time you played it on the podcast I was sitting on on the top deck of a bus And I just burst out laughing for no reason It's brilliant i i
3: mean jack and absolute radio really embrace the personality of the radio station they you know they know what they stand for they their audience knows what they stand for and therefore they're much harder to offend and surprise the audience (laughs) so therefore you can just keep pushing that pushing it and pushing it and that's just brilliant
6: so how how many times did you actually broadcast that chris
3: Uh, I don't know uh, Maybe once or twice Or a few times
0: (laughs) Uh, A lot more uh, (laughs) (laughs) I had access to Linker So just sort of squeeze them in there Um, You should have heard The versions that didn't go to her There were a lot Tighter edits on that Um, But we we managed To get there in the end (laughs) And in the voice
1: session What did you actually Get Paul Darrow to say? Mm -hmm. Fuck bum shit balls Yeah Good to have those in stock <laughs> yeah, That's right
4: yeah. You never know when you need that um, Actually I would, I, can I be cheeky and play a second piece Since most other people have I thought I would yeah. <laughs> um, And this is just a piece uh, This is just a, a, sort of an idea of how we do SP in New Zealand
5: Wow huge feet Well
4: you know what they say Big feet big peas. Shoes um, I was going to say big peas. Shoes No no not shoes Big peas. Win a brand new pair from ZM Look I'll just wait till you finish Get to the new live-footed shoes store on Lyadet and Devon Streets. Try on Cinderella's shoe, and if it fits, you win new shoes. Unlike the fairy tale, there's no Prince Charming involved. One more time. Big feet, big teeth. Shoes. <sighs> Look, forget it. What? Nothing. Win a free pair thanks to live-footed shoes and Taranaki's 98.8 ZM. It's a little bit comical, but again, it, it's trying to tie in something that's entertaining to the listener uh, whilst selling shoes. And I don't know how many uh, <laughs> listeners really want
1: shoes, you know? <laughs> We all need shoes. True, <laughs> true, true. Chris, you're working at WizFX now, and I just wanted to ask as the kind of independent production guy here who's doing a lot of imaging work, what have been the big trends of this year for you?
4: Well, in actual fact, uh, one of the things I've noticed the most is definitely uh, a lack of creativity, uh, which is probably why I'm playing audio that's so old. Uh, a lot of stuff is very, very straight, very safe. Now, my sort of thought on that would probably be because of the recession. I think clients are playing it safe they're spending their money they may be spending the same as what they spent but they want to dictate a lot more of what they're getting to get the best value for their money they don't want to risk losing any business because they need to make all the money that they're spending or trying to you know deliver to the shareholder so i think creativity has died somewhat but you know hopefully next year that will come back
3: i think one of the things that affects risk taking is that you know when I look at the complaints that are upheld from advertising point of view, sometimes there is one complaint and that is upheld. And therefore, an advert gets pulled, a promo gets taken off air. You know, 400,000 people listen to something, it offends somebody and it gets removed. And I actually think that's a real failing of the complaint system because, you know, like great comedians who push to the edge slightly, you know, they say never a true word spoken in jest, all that stuff – Actually, I I think that has affected you know affected the creativity, particularly in, in this country. I too am a former New Zealander, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think it, it affects the creativity because people are a little bit afraid to offend somebody. We're actually you know really pointed stuff, really on the edge of stuff. That's a bit different. Sometimes has to just just tickle a couple of people the wrong way, and I think you know we're afraid to do that.
6: I, I used to uh, I used to head up a creative um, team at, at uh, Hallam FM in uh, Sheffield. Hello, Hallam FM, um, and uh, the managing director of the time wouldn't let us go live with one of the ads that we'd written. Now we'd written this ad for a It was a company that did uh, commercial vehicle uh, exhaust silencing. Uh, That was the, you know, rock and roll, rock and roll in Sheffield. Um, And the tagline that um, a fantastic uh, copywriter called uh, Andrew Baird uh, ended up writing, um, he he wouldn't allow to go on the air. It was, um, we'll shut the truck up or get the truck out, which which I thought was just brilliant. But sadly, sadly, not allowed on the air because it might offend that one person that might complain to the iba or the, the radio authority at the time
4: i uh, one point i think is quite valid too is that one person that complains if they, they they don't like it sure but how many other people have you reached with that particular piece of copy or audio and uh, you know i like to think if i've got a complaint i've done my job not so much nowadays but certainly when i was based at a, a station that was delivering creative content all the time one complaint great that's a success
1: and did the client agree with you
4: well, a lot of the time, I think the complaints came from uh, pieces that weren't client-driven. Uh, you definitely have to, you know, pick and choose the clients that you do these dangerous pieces for. Uh, but. Uh, in New Zealand, again, I think sometimes the way that, it was certainly the station I was working at, the way that it was driven was: you've bought a promotion, great, we'll do what we want now. Thanks for the money.
6: <laughs> my my uh, my favourite complaint when I was at uh, at Hallam was it was just a uh, it was just a bit a particularly shouty ad, I think. <laughs> and somebody wrote in in capital letters. This is back in the days when people used to write in, and somebody wrote in in capital letters, quite possibly in green ink, and it said, and I quote: "There's enough shouting and shit going on without." You you starting.
1: <laughs> I once had a complaint when we changed some music on the BBC World Service from one piece of music to another piece of music, both just commissioned tracks, and somebody wrote in to say that their life was over and it wasn't worth living anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, well, it wouldn't be right to go through a December, a snowy December podcast without playing something related to snow. So let's turn to a radio station that's never knowingly offended anyone. Uh, This comes from BBC Suffolk.
6: Winter is here, it's that crisp time of year When the snowflakes are fluttering out of the sky And as soon as they are, every bus train and car Seems to grind to a halt Oh, I've no idea why Frosty and keen Free Tracy
0: If you're not particularly a winter person, you'll be glad to know that BBC Radio Suffolk Snowline will be working throughout the chilly season to make sure you know about every blocked road, school closure, black ice patch, avalanche, impending ice age and thaw-related flood disaster, so you can take the necessary action.
6: I don't
2: like to shirk, but I can't get to work, so I'll just have to stay here
6: in bed instead.
0: BBC Radio Suffolk Snowline. Weather permitting. Well done baby <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs>
1: I could see Joe Thomas from the look on your face. You enjoyed that.
0: I thought it was brilliant. I thought that, that would really stand out, especially listening to BBC Suffolk, which I've never heard. But sure, it's brilliant. And that it just jumps out. And I mean, it's for the snow line. It's not an exciting thing. Uh, <laughs> but that makes it... I want to call. So what's going on.
3: In a case like that, where someone in the BBC has produced something really excellent and is worthwhile audio, would that then be shared? Would every single BBC radio, regional, local radio station play that or not
1: well james you've worked on a bbc local radio station how does it work there
5: that was in the last century. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd like to. Well, I think actually they're they're pretty good at sharing ideas. So I, I'd like to think that probably some of that that sort of thing would be would be shared. I know they sort of share ideas and even share sort of voices for voice in promos. And I think something like that is is brilliant. You know, you could you could make it work pretty much anywhere.
1: Yeah. No, well done. Thanks, Sir Jim uh, Jim Bowman at BBC Suffolk for sending that in.
0: Great radio production. <laughs> And the people who make it. The Earshot Creative Review, sponsored by Hobson's.
1: Right, let's turn our attention to 2011 and uh, some predictions. David, I know you've got some uh, predictions for the next year.
3: Yes, uh, well, just based on what we've been talking about today, I think my prediction is that uh, Absolute Radio will run out of decades. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that they will have to launch an Absolute Radio Futures, where they will play ten years of
6: music not yet made. <laughs> James, <laughs> they've already tried that Absolute Radio Extreme. Whatever, whatever <laughs> happened to that? Um, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting twelve months for uh, radio. I think that the way that we consume radio is going to um, is going to potentially change quite a lot. Uh, in the next uh, 12 12 months and certainly we're seeing um, the way that uh, that people are sitting and enjoying uh, their favourite radio uh, content is really changing and it's changing away from uh, analogue AM and FM which will still be really important and there's no sign of any switch off soon but things like DAB and more importantly the internet and hybrid radios those radios that are clever enough to merge broadcast radio which is brilliant a great way of reaching hundreds of thousands of people at the same time and the internet which is a great way of getting a back channel and a great way of personalising what you're hearing. Um, I think that those kind of technologies will come in. And actually, wouldn't that be interesting if you, instead of making one ad um, sponsored by Sky Sports, uh, Upgrade Now, actually knew whether or not your audience had Sky Sports, uh, had Sky even, and we're able to tailor the, the messages specifically for your audience that all of a sudden changes the game completely uh and that should be really exciting and given that that's
1: a prediction for just next year what should production people on radio stations be thinking about now in order to take advantage of that
6: i mean i i'm, I'm not even sure it's a prediction for next year on uh, on spotify for example i i'm hearing ads for new housing estates one mile away from my house mm. um you know i mean that's that's both scary uh and also really interesting um i think so i think it's really how can you um uh, how can you look at the type of content that you make and see, well, how how could you personalise that? How could you make that a more interesting and relevant listen? Because that's the only difference in between annoying advertising and great content is the relevancy it has to people.
3: David. Yes, yeah, so I have a real prediction as well. So I had a good look at UK Radio Player just recently, the internet portal that now makes it, ex- well, from January means you can access every radio station more or less BBC and commercial from one website is change your radio stations online as easy as changing the dial on your radio and I think that will dramatically, well, I hope it will actually dramatically grow the gr- the amount of people listening online and what's really interesting about that is it brings the BBC audience and commercial audience into the same location so someone who might have only ever listened to BBC 3, they think the BBC is the only home of classical music might be on there and actually while listening to that will find you know, easy access to Classic FM and, easy access, and, and might sample and, and suddenly uh, you know, the, the inter change between radio stations is so simple, I think it will make a big difference to, uh, to internet radio.
6: Yeah, and I, and I think certainly if you look at the amount of content that's consumed through the iPlayer which is going up and up, uh, I think actually, you know, it's a real opportunity for commercial radio, if they take it, to actually go, oh right, okay, so we can actually grab more audience, from, uh, more audience from all of the other radio stations who are in, who, who are in the, um, the, the player. And conversely, we need to make sure that we keep those audiences as well. And why wouldn't a commercial radio station
1: do that with Radio Player, given that the barrier for entry is pretty low?
6: The barrier for entry, so far as I understand it, is a is a healthy lunch. Um, so, um, why wouldn't a radio station do that? I, I wouldn't know. Really, it, it, it would make sense with the opportunities of both of both what the internet can also give you, and also of. DAB, which only has you know five times the amount of listenership of of internet radio. Um, so uh, both of both of those opportunities really give you the the opportunity and chance to grow your brand like never. Uh, and actually, I, I find it surprising that there aren't. Um, radio groups stampeding their way to the multiplex operators and saying, "Guys, we've got to have another three versions of uh, of Heart." Uh, you know why? Why is it Absolute Radio, a rock station, doing an '80s um, uh, station when, frankly, that should be Heart's main Heart's main core? You know. Uh, James, you're at the BBC. What do you predict for
1: the next year?
5: am <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I I, I think um, f- following on from of what David said about um, radio player and th- the opportunities that uh, online off- offers radio. You, we, we've already seen a couple of brilliant experiments, or well, not experiments, but th- th- sort of it follows into visualising Radio One in very intense ways. But they 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 offer visual content all, all the time in different ways and. Uh, radio Two do it, and uh, commercial radio doing it more and more. I saw the uh, a photo of Capital's new uh, new studios uh, today, in fact, and uh, you, the, you you look at that and you think that that looks like a, a set for a TV show. You know, I I, I think you know Capital are going to put a stake in the ground next year and say you know we are going to offer a lot of you know content, additional content. They're still doing radio. You know, they they, they do hit music radio very well, and I, you know, that's a huge opportunity for them next year, rolling out out the network. But I, I, th- I th- I'm I'm hoping you know that they that what they're you know pr- 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 proposing to do will be you know up the up the game in terms of what the visual content they offer because i think you know the additional stuff and absolute do it as well you know i think that that that's what bring younger Young, younger people into radio and particularly when they're not actually consuming radio if they're searching out content you know we were talking before this about you know the, the server farms and the rooms that Google have uh, or Facebook have for Justin Bieber you know if you're searching Justin Bieber and you're getting a hit on capital you, 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 it, it's another opportunity to get people in there you know as well
0: um, I reckon um well, that absolute radio Middle Ages will launch, just to, <laughs> to fill those gaps. Um, but, yeah, I'm really interested it's to see... Classic FM, isn't it? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, really interested to see um, how Global and Bauer's um, view on uh, DB will change in the next year. Uh, will they still take the, the, the route they're taking now, or will they actually say, actually, we do need to get behind this. Um, it the, is, the, is the future. Um, and also, um, how um, the new capital network will sound um i think chris is the man, the man behind it um but one of the men behind it um and i think it's going to sound really interesting to, are they going to keep local as well as is it going to go totally national Where, how is it going to work
1: well joe make your prediction now and then i'll ask chris to see if you're right um i i think it will sound brilliant chris chris, <laughs>
4: chris is joe right you're saving me yes it will sound amazing uh there's certainly a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on uh trying to figure out how it will all work. I know that we have ironed out most of it. Uh, I'm not privy to a lot of things, but the production sound that we have will be what we have now, but probably a little bit better, which would be nice, wouldn't it? So, yes, uh, off the back of some of the predictions, I think um, one thing that will need to happen is radio is less and less radio. It's entertainment. It's a brand. It has to deliver more than just A song with a link or whatever it it needs to be video content internet content social media Uh, more and more i think it's going to move towards visual because people spend more time on the internet i mean i can be on my internet on the phone talking to a friend at the same time whilst working at a radio station i mean if that doesn't show my consumption of media then i don't know what does so it has to be more about a convergence of all of it into one single brand
6: and finally, I'm looking forward to Absolute Radio 40s, the only radio station with the Doris Day guarantee.
1: Um, a few of us in my office uh, thought that maybe a gold would merge with Hallam to become Gollum with Bilbo Baggins at breakfast. Um, cutbacks at the BBC mean BBC Radio Kent becomes Radio Skint, Stoke becomes Stony Broke and Solent becomes Silent. Uh, Eagle and Kestrel will breed. And on the south coast, Bournemouth's Fire will merge with Worthing's Splash to become from steam <laughs> <laughs> uh, next time it'll be a new year and we'll be launching our new competition when you can win a voice session with an artist from Hobson's Whee! We'll explain how all that works in January's podcast. And if you'd like to be part of the Earshot Creative Review in 2011, now's a great time to get in touch. You can email earshot at smartin.me. And all the details about the podcast are at earshotcreative.com. earshotcreative.com. Thanks to all the crowd here today. Thank you, guys. Yay! Uh, special thanks to Chris at WizFX for our imaging. Yay! And to our sponsor, Hobsons. Yay. And thanks to you for being within Earshot. We're off for a festive drink in the Strand Palace Hotel, recently refurbished and generally nicer than it used to be. And that's an actual quote from the manager. (laughs) From all of us, have a great festive break and see you next year.
5: For
0: show notes, photos, links and details of how you can be part of the Earshot Creative Review, find us at EarshotCreative.com.